Let me just tell you, boys. It's great. Oh, please, Dave. Tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Jeeves. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name is David Baxter, and we are in the studio tonight to talk about the Swans nail-biting win over the Dons, the upcoming clash against the GWS Giants, and everything else. Sydney Swans once again joined in the Horde studio by the one Madison Clark. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, Devil. Very good, 4-0. Oh. So uh, it's amazing how much it did positively impacts your life. Mate, up and about for four weeks in a row, mate. I have not had a lull. It's been great. You're right. It flows into your life. We're playing good footy and we've got the the win in a nail-biting clash, mate. There's a lot to go through and a lot in the game, but gee whiz, it's nice sitting four and zero. Must be nice, Mads. It is nice. And look, we we came very close to ripping the lid off last week, Devil. But let's be honest, it was always a danger game for us. In every yeah, way, and they're always close against yeah. the Dons, mate. Yeah, so you, you bang on. And look, I, f- I think the first thing we need to touch on, and I think the sort of my diagnosis, Deeble's diagnosis <laughs> of... Oh, is this going to be something regular, Deeble? Yeah, I think it could be. It flows off the tongue nicely, Deeble's diagnosis, absolutely. But look, the conversions... Um, Shocking. Yeah, it was, but I think that is... Almost broke a window, Debs. Yeah, it's frustrating because in all honesty, Mads, we dominated just over two quarters of footy in that game. Correct. We dominated the first quarter, we dominated the back half of the second quarter, and we dominated the, the entire fourth term. And if we converted on our opportunities, it would have been game over. But... Look, it, it's the first time it's happened this year. Hopefully, it's not a continuing thing this year. But, geez, it was frustrating, Mads. It's not actually the first time it's happened this year. What? We, what? what that we were not uh, converting our opportunities. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, we definitely didn't convert our opportunities against Richmond. Uh, oh. So, it is... In that first quarter, it yes. Is, uh, after quarter time, we did then. Still, if if we're going to, and I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Debs, but if we're going to stake our claim as the real deal, as we asked the faithful this afternoon, you need to convert opportunities because that's what all the great sides do. That's what all the sides that win flags do is when they have an opportunity, they convert. Yeah. And, we're, and if we've got... I'll touch on why I don't think it's a terribly young side uh, later, but we've got a a relatively inexperienced side with positions over the ground. So if if we're going to hang with teams all year, we just need to convert and it it almost backfired because we won in every single facet of the game. Um, Contested possessions, hit-outs, clearances, um, scores from stoppages, we dominated every single stat. And we only won by three points. Yeah. And that's only, we only have ourselves to blame, Deble. Yeah, exactly right. And I think it has been good, uh, you know, the past couple of weeks with the clearance, um, winning the clearances, obviously Tom Hickey in there, you know, palming it down to the lads in there. Future Hall of Famer, Tom Hickey. He is. He might go down in Swans folklore. There's no doubt about that, Mads. But, the yeah, the clearance work is really good. I was... 
I was so wasn't concerned, but I was like, geez, we might just be playing a style of footy that, you know, we rely on, you know, our rebound off half half back and all that type of thing, you know, working the ball quickly on on turnover, but we are winning the ball a lot ourselves as well, which is great. Totally, we are. And it's guys like Warner that have been ma- – and Mills that are massive in that area. Luke now, Parker. Luke Parker. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I mean, they're stalwarts <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that area, right? But I think you're so right. And Essendon really challenged us like no team has challenged us before. Yeah. And they stopped our run through the middle. Completely, yeah. Then they, yeah, as a hundred percent, as bit of, as definitely a grind, and you know, just a wind and grind, and and get the job done, and sort of was a bit more pump it inside fifty and create sort of a manic ball rather than you know the clean, precise footy that we have seen in the in the past week. So it's good to see that we can win a little bit ugly too. It's like when the pressure comes when, on, when you're challenged, it's fantastic to know that we can come away with the chocolate stable. Yeah, and in that in that fourth quarter, I. I don't take this as fact, but I'm pretty sure. I take everything you say as fact, Evil. Evil's <laughs> <laughs> diagnosis. Evil's diagnosis. I'm trusting that. Absolutely. But the pressure put on from the Essendon Bombers in the last quarter there is the highest pressure rating ever recorded for an AFL team in a quarter of footy. There you go. You've heard it here first. And, and diagnosis. The, and the way we were able to just take on that pressure – Absorb the pressure. We were a sponge. And absolute sponge. Very porous we were. Very porous. We just absorbed all that pressure and we're just able to sort of keep pumping it inside 50. And if we start, if we kicked a few of those goals, it would have been game over. We weren't able to convert, which was disappointing, but it's an impressive thing to be able to, you know, they had something stupid like 36 tackles in that last quarter. But, you know, keep the pressure on, spent a lot of time in our forward line and, you know, the the, the few quick breaks that we did get, we were um, able to, you know, hit kick a couple goals in that last quarter. Budwa. Budwa just showed his class, didn't he, Mads, when that ball went inside 50, That's McInerney breaking the lines, put it up to Bud. And who, who played on, buddy? Uh, Francis. Francis, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, Francis, Francis sort of, look, pretty even jewel for mine. Francis had his moments, had one on a few one-on-ones, but, you know, the class of Bud just came um, to the fore and, you know, shone above when the game was on the line. Contested Mark, which, he, as we always say, is not known for, but a big contested grab, kicked the goal, and that was a sealer in the end. And didn't McInerney have a game? Oh, let's talk about J-Mac. He's exciting. He's mm. class. He's just... You know, he's one of those guys that's really grown on me. Um, you know, he's sort of – he's probably just a bit unlucky in and out of the side a bit the last couple of years. Hasn't been given that opportunity of, you know, a run of four or five games. And he has that class, Mads. He's got – he's explosive and he's a good decision maker, I feel. Well, here's my theory, Dable. You hit me with the theory. I love a theory, Mads. We were playing a very, very different game style. In the last couple of years, what he's been, he's been on the list for what, two, two years, two, three years? Two or three, yeah. You're right. So I don't think our game style has really played to J-Mac's strengths per se. And, and let's, be, let's be real, he was a fringe player because he was quite inconsistent with form. But I don't think the way we played the game uh, lent itself to, to getting the most out of Justin McInerney, and it now does. 
Hundred percent. Now really does. We we back people to play on and stream through the middle, and he's a guy who can do that. Jeez, he's got good hands as well, and he can kick a goal. So it's yeah, very exciting. It was a classy finish that one from the boundary. Unbelievable. Just you know that you know look they practice it all the time at training, but under to game do it, to do it under those circumstances, very game different. pressure, yeah. settled, step inside. And, you know, he's hit the snap around the corner very nicely in a very important time um, to get us back in the game there. He was huge. Now, Mads, here's a name for you. We've been calling his head all year and finally for for mine, Mads. Where did he, he come to? For mine, Sam Reed came to the party. He came to the party. He, 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 he RSVP'd. He RSVP'd, took him a few weeks. Now, I've seen a few things go around in, you know, a few Sydney Swans groups and that type of thing that, you know, Sam Reed's been pretty good this year where I sort of tend to disagree. I, I, I would say he was, he was okay, okay against uh, the Tigers, I think. Okay. Okay. You want more than Okay. And then he was very, very good on the weekend. Yeah. You know, I think he, he got the, you know, the six or seven uh, coaches' votes. Yeah. Um, and he was he was huge. And I think it, his game, he's definitely better reading the ball up back than he is reading it Deeps, up forward. It's, if I'm screaming out for anything, it's that. Yeah. Now, I, I appreciate he played a good game, right? But yeah. have you noticed that when he, he, he injects himself into games when he plays that wingman role? Yeah. Okay. And he's, it's usually, he's playing that swingman role is because we're getting the ball peppered into our, our defensive 50. And he's a great intercept mark. Down yeah. There. Fantastic. He's got great hands. It must be something about the ball coming over his head when, when he's running back for the yeah. flight that he's just a little bit better at than, than trying to read it coming towards the ball because he, he was, you know, Tom McCartan-esque. Yeah. Uh, the way he was going about things back there. Exactly right. Um, so, it, and he kicked, what, two goals as well? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's very good on the weekend. Um, and I think with, you know, Rampy going out of the side. Now, let's talk about this while it's come up. Rampy out for four weeks, finger surgery during the week. Obviously, been playing with it for two weeks, I think. Personally, I'm pretty pissed off that he's been playing. Because if we go back to last year, and yes, it's courageous and great and everything, Mads, but at the end of the day, he played with a broken wrist last week, last year, came back, re-injured it, obviously, when he wasn't ready and he was out for the, the rest of the year. And it's courageous and, you know, it leads by example and all this type of stuff. But he's, to have surgery on a finger, it's obviously been a tendon injury or something like that. Played for with it for two weeks. It's going to cause more damage. And now he's had to have surgery, which if I feel for mine, Yours. If, for mine, if the damage was, was there in the first place after, you know, two weeks ago, Obviously didn't need surgery, else they would have put him in. And he's hurt it more playing in these last two games against the Tigers and the Essendon. And yeah. player management has been a huge thing for the Swans last week and the last couple of years, I should say. Yeah. And I think they've got this one wrong, Mads. I tend, well, I tend to agree. Because it sort of sends a message that they feel that we don't have the depth in the back line, which I, I tend to think we do. Yeah, unless, look, unless Will Gould's really not ready... I mean, which he I, must not be. He mustn't be yeah. because he didn't get a go at all last year. Um, Malikin, 
I don't know. Unless they just needed that leadership out there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying I, to I, find a reason. I can just understand it against uh, the Tykes having Revolt and Tom Lynch. Lynch yep. I can understand it just, right? But if he had that injury after that uh, Tigers game and he hasn't gone and got it fixed and he's played last week and he's caused more injury, that's poor player management. I agree, especially when you've got guys that can come in, theoretically. Yeah, huge, huge. But, look, other guys from the weekend, Lukey Parker. 32, just th- a lazy 32. 32 and some scoreboard impact, one goal, one as well. And he, he's just been massive in the middle, mate. Massive, winning those big clearances. He's a dead-eye dick by foot. And he's, yeah, he's... This is kind of what I mean about saying, well, I don't think we're that young. I yeah. don't think we're that young. We've we got Kennedy... We've got Park, Parker's 28. So he's in his absolute prime. Prime, prime he's in his time. Prime deeps. Like people were, remember like two years ago, people were saying that he was sort of winding down. He's 28 years old, right? We've got Lloydie there, 27 years old. We've got Haney, who's a little bit younger, 25, 24, I think. Yeah, yeah, 24, 25. But, you know, we've got the nucleus there of guys that are that are experienced and, and that have that, that have done the journey before. The balance is bloody perfect. I think it is. It's so I don't perfect. I think to, to call us, you know, sort of a young and inexperienced side, I, I don't think it's necessarily the case. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we're an Essendon. I think we've just because we've got so many players under, you know, that 12, 12 sure. type. Sure. And I appreciate that. What I did love was Mills continued his oh, uh, fantastic. The Rolls Royce. The Rolls Royce. Hit Benny's a, man. Had a, hit a bit of uh, scoreboard pressure as well. I don't Mate, know it wasn't that a classy finish mm. in the second there when we really needed it. Mm. Just, you know, burst out of the pack, the snap around the corner. And I just, well, I was watching that ball go through and I wasn't sure whether that was bending back Mads, but, you know, it just had that perfect oh. amount of curve on it. Oh, just just like a, it know, was a Rolls Royce is made in Roll- a factory, you know, just pristine precision and. He, he knew what he was doing the whole way. 100%. He also had seven score involvements, which uh, is of no surprise. Um, thought Lloydy was a little bit more impactful this week as well. And Warner just kept kept the form going. 23. Yeah, look, the, the pressure off the sort of half back line probably wasn't as intense as it could have been. So that's why I sort of uh, Lloydy was, you know. I, I, I think Lloydy, yeah, gets a few cheap disposals. Oh, there's, there's no doubt you know. about it. He, but. That's what he's in the side to do, Matt. Correct. You know, everyone can't be that in and under player. And, you know, he's going to get that cheap ball off half back. And his decision-making was pretty good. No, no complaints there. And, you know, just doing what Jake Lloyd does, Mads. Back to Warner. Mate. 11 contested possessions. He's a bull. He's Six J- tackles. He's JPK in two years. Yeah, you just see, you sort of you you put on some good weight, some good weight over the next couple of years. You know, six seven kilos, you know, two three kilos over the preseasons coming up, and he'll be big. How's the big. feathers on him? Yeah, average, very average, <laughs> average feathers. Very. Average. Yeah, I found it funny how he actually said that his mum does his hair. I was, I was like, I wouldn't be advertising that on but online match. Jeez. Yeah. His mum does his hair. Yeah, I'm not sure about the cut. Definitely does the color. The colour. Yeah, and that's the, the place of concern. I don't know. Jeez. I don't mind, you know, a few curls on top, you know, a bit shorter on the sides. I reckon that's a good go, but... They all love the blonde hair yeah, up there, the, though. Yeah, the blonde just doesn't quite get it done. He doesn't have the class of an Isaac Heaney yeah. with the natural blonde, that's yep. for sure. Yep. What a specimen he well, is. He's a specimen. He's a specimen who will be out of the side, side for about four weeks, I would have thought. A broken hand by his own fault, really, you know. He like, should have made him earn it, at least. Yeah, 
Well, he's, yeah, he's chucked a, you know, a fist into the... Who, who was it? Who I can't remember who it was on. Might have been hand. People were saying he should have been reported. reported the, yeah. the vision was pixelated at best. Yeah. Spare me. Exactly right. But it's going to be interesting for us, Mads, um, test, having... Test the depth. Test the depth. No Heaney, no Rampy. Uh, look, and I'm, I am very disappointed, Mads, because, you know, as we heard on the podcast last week... The tsunami was building, Matt. Yeah, it it was. was building and Heaney was ready to go, bang. But unfortunately, he's just got that body which cops some freak injuries. It's a, it's not his body breaking down. It's, you know, dislocating his ankle, breaking his foot and copping a broken hand. So, to- yeah, it's not like he's even injury prone. No. It's, it's just freak it's just stuff. Shitty accidents. Um, this, to be honest, it's okay. Four weeks compared to a season, very, very different story. He'll he'll come back and fit right in. It'll it'll be okay. Absolutely, it'll be okay. But it is frustrating um, because every time he seems to get to that elite level, something happens to disrupt it. Yeah, so it must be so frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as a supporter. There's no doubt. What are your thoughts on uh, Nick Blakey and how he's travelling this year? Him. Need, needs Drop a bit him. of a spell. Drop him. Would you be a sort of Blakey for Haywood? I would actually either Haywood or Stevens. Yeah, because if give give Stevens a go, because otherwise you just you're going to lose Stevens. Stevens, yeah, he's a pick go. pick three, he's a pick four, yeah, something like that. I might be a pick three actually. You might be right. It might be a double diagnosis. Um, and you just don't you don't those sort of players can be anyone, right? So yep. I just don't think you. Um, I don't know about Haywood's attitude. Oh, look, if you're out of the side for four four weeks, right, surely you must just be humming to get in the just side. Just banging on the door. I, just from the few snippets that I've seen of, like, the boys training and the practice game and that type of thing, he looks pretty engaged for, for mine, Mads, but... Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah, no, I do. I, I, I can understand how you could draw that conclusion, but it's very, very hard to talk fact about that. There's no doubt. You no, should, impossible. Yeah. This is entirely speculation. Yeah, but, look, uh, he would just, be. I don't know. I get, would I get a funny to, feeling. You'd have to be banging the door down. Surely, surely, and look. But he was also when he was playing, he was so out of form. Yeah, so out of last form. year. Yeah, and I do remember that there was pre the preseason game before they played GWS. He kicked five, so he was you know obviously going all right on the, the track. The practice and, game. Yeah, I think it might have been a bit of an intra-club or something like that. You know, doesn't hold for are much, putting, I guess. Are we putting a lot of stock in that, David? No, there's not a lot of stock. There's not a lot of value in that, Mads. But, you know, he's, just, he's yeah, out there know. giving it a crack. I get – I was actually – if you humour me, just – just I was hey. sitting right at level two right on the side against Richmond, right? Yep. And it was right on top of the race. And I just saw him, Dill Stevens, and – Someone else. I don't know. Um, and I just – I saw engagement from Stevens and I just didn't see the same engagement from Will Haywood. Yeah, and, and it's just – I'm just from a pure body language looking at him going – because he's a gun. I, I love Will Haywood. But we haven't seen the best of him in so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, you know, two years. And he's too talented to just – and leave him out. That's it. Oh, well, oh. yeah, he's one who hope comes into the side and you know grabs his opportunity and really shows something. That'll be huge for us. 
Uh, one, I think either swap is going to be okay. Yeah, and probably Malikan in for – these are the changes you would assume. Malikan for uh, ramps. Which is okay considering their forward line at the moment, to be honest. That's it. Yeah, no. GWS. Agreed like GWS there. is forward line. 100%. And then we've got Gold Coast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably not a bad time. If we didn't have Rampy the first four games – that's a concern, but it's now probably not a bad time to, to not have him. Yeah, so, yeah, so it'd be interesting the dynamic what goes on, that's for sure. But Jimmy Bell, probably not up to the level for mine, Mads. We said we, we said this. Yeah, we, we had a Did bit a of a... a couple of okay things. Okay things, but, yeah, look, you really just need everyone coming in and playing their role, and he probably came on halfway through the second, and he's only had the four touches and... You know, he didn't really notice him much out of there. He had one one good tap along, which him impacted some play. But yeah, you'd probably be going back for a spell in the in the VFL, not the Neafl, but back to the VFL now. Um, and yeah, it could be interesting. Blakey could be joining him. Is the frustrating thing with Blakey is his decision making, Mads. It's sort of seems to get stuck in two minds, and you just when he was running down the the pocket. And he had he had Buddy or he kicked for goal, goal. and he kicked it out in the full. Full. It's a, they're the frustrating ones, yeah. mate. Because we know he can do it. Do he's it. got he's got immense talent, and he just makes poor choices every time. Yeah, yeah. And it's not good. But it's that's you learn. That's what that, when you're that age, you're learning, right? And that's fine. Nobody's knocking you. Yeah, but you need a spell. It's just a little bit too frequent. Too free, far too, too frequent. frequent, and he doesn't learn from it. That's yeah. the thing. If you're not learning from your mistakes, just a, he's probably just got to back himself a little bit more. It's nearly a confidence thing with him. It's like oh, he's, he's a complete confidence yeah. player, but I think he does back himself. Yeah, but I think he backs himself incorrectly. Okay. Yeah, I think, he, I think he has a lot of. I think he has a lot of confidence in his own ability. Yeah, I think you can see that when he streams through, mm. but then he really, then he just makes. Poor, poor choices. Yeah, I've got a feeling that they they may stick with him, but that'll shit me if they stick with him. Yeah, but uh, you just hope hope it sort of you know fixes itself. You know, more experience playing, decision making changes, and you know you're all good. Um, but um, can I just say something? Else? Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I used to hate? ANZ Stadium. Do you know what I hate now? <laughs> yeah. The SCG. Yeah, really. Hate it. Doesn't suit us anymore. No. We need a bigger ground. Yeah, well, you, you know, you too congested. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But the, I saw an inter- interesting stat. It was, you know, something from scoreboard, scoreboard uh, scores from half back from the back line was, you know, it was up at a peak level around thirty eight percent of scores were from. Backline, backline transition, yep. and it's come right down. It's steadily come down percentage, percentage, the, the first four weeks, and it's back down to about 23%, which is still – Are you talking about ours? That, the AFL oh, standard, the yeah. yeah. So the competition, you know, it's sort of started like a house on fire, these, you know, big high schools, big transition plays, yep. and it's sort of just starting to find its sort of – its balance is still up on last year, but, you know, the, I think – Everyone's just sort of starting to work out what's how people are playing, so I, I think there's going to be a bit more um, tempo-related footy going mm. forward. I think. Good call. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. But I don't know. I just I just feel like the MCG really suited us. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting. Week. And, you know, we only get on there two, three times a, a week, a year, I should say. So definitely be interesting. And wh- what are your thoughts, Mads, on the Tom Hickey grab out of the ruck? Uh, for mine, Devil. For yours, Mads. Holding the ball. 100% that. That last one was. Well, that's the thing. It, it, I love when he, the umpire said to Kale Hooker, this was a different one. He said, that's not a rule anymore, Kale. You fucking moron, Kale. Yeah. What are you? Are we living in 2013? Yeah. You, you imbecile? <laughs> yeah. When Buddy was running you down? You fucking idiot, Kale. <laughs> <laughs> the umpire made you look like a dead set spud on live TV. Anyhow, um, second one, that, that one, he was doing it a lot all night. And I think he has real – I love the confidence that Tomiki has in himself to, to be able to do that. And that's, why he, and that's why he gets so many clearances, right? But – is for mine, if you take it out of the rack, you can get rid of it, right? But if you take steps and then you don't get rid of it, that is just like any other player getting the ball and taking on a tackler. 100%. You're gone. Yeah. You, you've got to get rid of it straight Do you know away. what, Deeble? Get fucked, everyone. <laughs> because for the last 10 years, we have had the worst free kick differential than any other side in the league. The worst, statistically. Hey, Pull it up to... I've got the stat here, fa- mate. I've been sending it around what, all Deeble? week. Deeble, it lost us a flag. It, oh. it lost us a flag. So it's a few years ago, but it was 2003 to 2018. So 15 years, a free kick differential of... Differential, I reckon, Deeble. Differential. Differential? Differential. Differential. Of minus 516. That is criminal. The next best, minus 348. Tell me about 2016, Deeble. 2016, minus 50. What were the dogs? Uh, oh, geez, you're testing me here now, lads. Bulldogs plus 112. Yeah, right. And the one year we broke even... 2012, what happened that year? Yeah, we won a flag. We won Deeble. a flag, exactly right. No more needs to be said, Mads. <laughs> no more needs to be said, mate. But, yeah, it's definitely nice to be on the right end of something. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like the, you know, it, 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 what goes around comes around, Debs. Sometimes it's against you, sometimes it's with you. Mate, you, you, know, you talk in my language. I'm, I'm spell off. You I wholeheartedly it. agree. Sometimes you cop it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Incident. Oh, he cheated. Okay. Cheated. Please. <laughs> glass houses. That's a little bit rich, isn't it, Matt? <laughs> Christ almighty. All right. Well, that just about wraps up the first segment here of, uh, you know, the review of the Dons game. At the end of the day, Swannies walk away with four premiership points. We're four and zip and we move forward uh, to next week. We'll be back very soon. Welcome back to True Blood segment two. It's nearly our favourite segment, the social question. Bit of interaction with the True Bloods faithful. We, we love, love a bit it. of engagement, Deeble. We love it on all the social medias, your Facebooks, your Instagrams. We share them in the Swans group. Everyone gets involved and we love it. Our question this week, Mads, hashtag ask the faithful. With four rounds complete and four wins on the board for the Mighty Bloods, I'm sure your friends and colleagues have asked the obvious question, are we the real deal? What do you genuinely think? Are we? And if so, why? Best answers to be featured right now, Mads. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I took from this. Yep. Um, A lot more people have the lid firmly on than I thought would be. And it's good to see. 
it is really good to see because it shows that we're not all nuffy supporters who think we're just going to win the flag. Absolutely. And I think after last week, after just getting the chockies, as they say, it's sort of, you know, it's just brought us back to where we are. You know, we're a good side, but we're not a great side yet. Yep. So, Correct. And I think you you actually came up with the question this week, and it's obviously it's resonated strong with everyone. There's been huge engagement, Mads. Oh, we love we love the engagement we from love, the platform. We live for the social engagement. Oh yes, we do. Um, well, I might, I might start us off, Dave, and just to to echo my point, Matt Farrow says, and this is what I like. This I like this sort of balanced understanding of the game of football, Dable. Yep. I can't see us missing finals at this stage. My big concern is if the first to fourth year players will be able to keep it up all the way through till September. It's a long season. We're only a month in. There's a lot of hard work to go. And that's true. I mean, it's, as Damien Hardwick says, premierships are not one in April. They're not, unfortunately. No, I wish they were. 100%. Um, But they're not. And uh, it's very true. It's a very good point. That's it. Well, uh, look, this one is from Bruce Clark. Shout out, Bruce. Brucey. Big Bruce. We have had a great start to the season, but already a couple of big names out for a month and it mounts more pressure on the young group who have met all the challenges thus far. A lot stems on the ability to handle more pressure that sides will be examining uh, the way that we are playing at the moment. Also, how many injuries and how we can fill the voids. All in all, we have had a very exciting 2021. We, we will have a very exciting 2021 and for the next few years. It's 100%. It's how, how well we're going to be able to fill the voids of the injuries of, you know, Ramps and Heaney. And we wouldn't want any more injuries to, you know, some experienced players. That's 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 when we start to be... That's a 100, really 100 games yep. out of the, the side from Heaney. And, you know, probably 150-ish, 200 from, you know, ramps out of the side. It's, it's a, they're two massive losses and it, it could really affect the way we sort of, you know, we go about our business um, in, the, in the next, you know, month of footy. But, you know, hopefully we step up to the challenge like we have. But keeping everyone out on the park is massive. And, you know, you, you see the sides that win flags Dave, typically. We've said it all the time. That's the only way yeah. you win a flag. Yeah. It's the only way you win a flag. Keeping everyone. You keep everyone. The path. If any team is one hundred percent fit, they can do it. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully these guys just get right, and there's not too many injuries in the next month. It's it's really important. And really it's important. Probably something we haven't really touched on is the importance of oh, keeping everyone it's out. It's critical. There. Massive. It's critical. Massive. It is, uh, there's no more important part of football because, as I say, if if you have your best twenty two constantly there and and Willing, willing to participate. Yeah, you can win a flag. Definitely. I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that. James Biggs, we Big Z, Big Z, we beat a Richmond side that played very average and didn't have Basher. I think we're a possible chance for top four, but realistically, I think we're pushing for a premiership next season. We have a young side, and I'm not sure how well their bodies will hold up in the back end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, look, I hope we do see some management of the younger guys, you know, just a week or... Oh, it, uh, we, we have to. You can't... Just for their own growth and development, you can't just be playing 20, uh, 23 games. Yeah. Just... It, it, it can't happen. Yeah, look, I don't know. I, I nearly want to believe against that, Mads. It's like, you know, these guys have come in, 
They've made an impact. You know, they get the break in the mid-season break. It'd be great to keep them out there. But it's, yeah, it's even more like a, a, men, a it's, mental tiredness. It's, it's kids these days. Right. So take, for instance, uh, Jared Moore. Yep. Right. He played just from debut to, what, 200 and something games. Yeah. Right. They're not built like that anymore. Yeah. Kids aren't built like that anymore. They they are, they need to be mollycoddled and treated with kids kid gloves, Debs. They they need a bit, they, bit they, more love. Well, yeah. They they just I, I just think they're it's just a di- they're a different they're a different breed these days. Yeah. And, and I think you do need you need to put a lot more management into the way you go about dealing with them. Yeah, so you, you're talking more of a, a burnout mentally. Yeah, correct. Yeah, hundred percent. No, and, I, and, I, tend I to mean, agree. you look at you look at the difference now because I mean, players would have done it, you know, back in our in our parents' sort of generation. Yeah, players would have done it all the time. Just oh, you're playing in the first, and then you never drop out of the first, right? Yeah, it's very different nowadays. Um, did you catch that? I'm um, sorry to just no, go off topic no, for, right. for a minute. Did you catch that? Uh, Josh Dunkley wrote an article. Yep. And he wrote an article about the game against us at Marvel when he 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 fucked something up in the dire minutes and then Oflo kicked that goal yes, to, okay, to yeah, win it. Yeah. And he he was pretty shattered and he jumped on Insta at like ten o'clock that night and had like people telling him to jump off the Westgate Bridge and shit yep. like that. It's different these days. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to, t- I think, take a little bit of time out to, you know, sort your shit out mentally because yeah. it would be a very strenuous and, and tough environment to to continue to perform in. Yeah, hundred you percent. Know? Yeah, player management is massive, um, and yeah, it's going to be crucial for us this next month getting through unscathed because it's going to go a long way to how we sort of the back end of our season goes. There's no doubt. Correct. No doubt. I'm going to go with the second one, Patrick Casey. I have the belief in our coaching staff and the faith in our players to carry out their game plan. Yes, we will have some downtime with our young players feeling the strain of their first year, but I am sure our coaches will rest them when they are needed and we will finish full with a full head of steam at the pointy end of the season. If we can get through the next four weeks with three more wins, then I predict a top six finish. Go Swans, cheer, cheer. Which is basically what we sort of just touched on. Very optimistic. Yeah, um, yeah but yeah, that's the thing. You've just got to be realistic. And, and yep. if, if we can just... If we can get the next three wins. Yeah. We're set up. It's huge. Huge. Going seven and zip would be fantastic. Look, GWS, I want to pencil it in, but, you know... GWS have been a bit of a bogey side for us and tend to, you know, get themselves up for the game... And then we've got Gold Coast, Gold Coast followed by Geelong, Geelong followed Melbourne. by Melbourne. Look, the the back two are not not so much the Melbourne game, but the the Geelong game is going to be the one where we're really going to have to play our best footy. I think Geelong could start to find a little bit of form, get Dangerfield back in the side, Jeremy Cameron back in the side. Higgins probably won't be back for that game. I think he's done a bad hammy, so he's probably gone, but... If they can get their team continuity going, that'll be the one to watch. But we'll beat Melbourne, though. I hope so. And I think we'll beat GWS, and I think we'll beat Gold Coast. Yeah. So if we get three out of four, three out of four would be sensational. Thrilled. thrilled. Massive. Massive. But yeah, that's 
all we have for the socials this week. And please, you know, jump on the socials and give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a like on the Facebook page at True Bloods Podcast on all the forums. And if you just can tell one of your Sydney's fellow Sydney uh, Swan supporters to give us a listen, give us a like, whether they're on, on Spotify. Tag your mates. Tag your mates in a post or, you know, tag your mates in this podcast because we're really trying to make a go of it this year and make it into something that you guys love. So please um, jump on all the socials. Give us a lot. Give us a like, leave a review and give us a listen and we would thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate it. If you can just tell one more Swan supporter and get them on board, that'd be fantastic. But we will be back with segment three just after the break. Welcome back to True Bloods. We're going to listen to a bit of Lukey Parker on his words on the Sydney Swans GWS rivalry, the Battle of the Bridge. Esnoni talked about a lot of physicality in these matches. What about from your two perspective? Oh, I think from our perspective, we've um, we've come up we've come up against a really good side for a number of years now, and um, I think we've played against each other in two finals. Um, so we've been up the top and playing in big games against each other. And I think, um, look, the, the boys play each other a lot in um, the reserves, a lot in pre-season. Um, so you know each other quite well. You probably see each other down the street a fair bit. And that's where probably the, the fun and enjoyment um, of that rivalry is grown. And, and there's always that physicality comes with probably knowing people a bit more personally. And, um, look, it's all it's all... Um, we know they're, they're a really competitive group. Um, they've got some real hard nuts in there and um, they, they never back down from a, from a challenge and, uh, and we expect that this weekend. So um, it's always good fun to be a part of those games. That was uh, Lukey Parker just on the Swannies, you know, coming up against the Giants a fair bit now. You know, they, as they say, they live in the same town. The rivalry, the Battle of the Bridge, it'll be uh, it's a big game on the Saturday twilight. Afternoon, four thirty-five. Bit of Ooh. a funny time slot there, Mads. I actually don't mind it. It's not the worst, mate. You know, it's, it can make or break your Saturday night, though. Oh yes. You don't. You don't want to don't be having know. a loss, and you know, going out for a few beverages of a Saturday night. Well, if we, if you lose, you can just stay in. You can, mate. Which is handy. Absolutely saves, saves money, saves mental health. Um, we're big on mental health here, we True are. Bloods. Um, interesting, GWS and Indian. Interesting spot, aren't they? They are. They are. Sort of. Everyone sort of wrote them off after the loss up against. I can't remember who it was up at um, Giant Stadium up there. Can't remember now. Last week, but they they had a, a bad loss, uh, and they sort of you know everyone wrote them off coming down to Melbourne playing the Pies, and they've come out and pretty comprehensive uh, win. It's the same. Well, it was Melbourne who beat them. Melbourne, yeah. By 34 points. And, yep. yeah, you would write them off if Melbourne were beating you on your home deck by 34 points, Absolutely. You? Absolutely. But, you know, they, but they, yeah, they, they... We're sort of facing them at the same situation that we faced Essendon at. Yeah. Right? People had written them off. Written them off. Had a, a win, good win. Get your tails up. Exactly and right. And now we're facing them. So, uh, what I find funny, they've also written off Stephen Caniglio. Yeah. Is it Cornelio or Coniglio? Cornelio for mine. Yeah, Cornelio. I'll go with that. Um, they've written him off too. They want. I've seen articles all day. Kane Corns going. Toby Green should be captain. And then I thought, oh, it's just Kane Corns saying it, but it turns out it's not. It's a yep. number of people. 
which isn't the worst side of you. Toby Green's a jet, but it just seems like things are going quite wrong there. And I think Leon Cameron needs to go. But that doesn't sort of change the fact that they still do have a lot of top-end talent. Talent. Um, there. I mean, I, I know they've got a few injuries and such, but, geez, they're, they're a talented bunch. And so I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't be taking them lightly. Definitely not, Mads. And it's sort of, you know, it's the older fellas sort of coming to the party, as we like to say here at True Bloods. Callan Ward last week with 37 disposals. Toby Green with five goals five. On, the, on the MCG. And, yes. And Mummy sort of getting nearly the better of Brody Grundy last week. Really winding back the clock, Mummy, isn't he? He did, he did. And, you know, Josh Kelly's found a little bit of form the past couple of weeks after coming under a bit of pressure. Yeah. Um, Josh Kelly's been average. He has, but, yeah, he was pretty good last week. Hit the mm. scoreboard, two goals, 22 touches. He sort of fa- found a little bit of that form that he had been lacking in the in the first month, there's no doubt. The big one will be Finlayson. He's been a dead-eyed dick. He always seems to get the better of us as well. Always plays pretty well. So I think the natural matchup would have been Rampy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Himmelberg and um, what's what's the other one? Finlayson, as we said. And then you've got Toby Green down there as well. Yeah, well, I think after his efforts on Dusty, I think George could be going to Toby. And he, he needs time. This is the thing. When you put pressure on GWS, they tend to crumble. And I think if we bring some manic pressure, which we sort of haven't had to do yet this year, we haven't had to play a big sort we, of lockdown. We match the pressure, but we don't, yeah. We, we haven't, you know, haven't been the instigators, as they yeah. say, Mads. But, yeah. So I'd like to see that from the boys this week. And, you know, it's a bit of a grudge match, battle of the bridge, like, Let's go, boys. Like, let's have a real crack. Get physical. Go hard early. Target a player. Play our brand of footy at the same time. Doesn't mean you have to be slow with your ball movement or anything like that. But, geez, we would want to be winning this one. This is is one where it's like... You don't want to drop this one. You don't want to drop this one. It's a big one. It's a confidence booster. And, yeah, we just... we, We should win this on paper. Man, man on man, we win this on paper. But... You know, nothing's guaranteed in AFL footy. And if you're off by a couple of percent, you can get done very easily. Do you know who I reckon is due? Who's due, Mads? This could be a breakout game. I'm backing I'm backing him in. Logan McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. He, Big time. You know, he's one that they could say, have a week off, Logan. They, they could and they yeah. would be well within their rights. Yeah. They, they would be well within their rights to tell Errol to have a week off. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, look, I think Errol just didn't finish last week. He was just yeah, that he is, was, his he last was execution. Dominant. Yeah. But like he was still good. He was still finding the footy and But still with these young blokes, yeah. Not they're not gonna play every game, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. There could be a rotation policy that comes in now. Yeah. Now that they've had a few games. But I, I did like with Logan McDonald last week how he was still ferocious at the footy, crashing packs, and when he the did ball, a lot of great one percent. When the ball hit yeah. the ground, he was still diving on it. You know, re- the pressure was good. His pressure's great, and he he can he's a and do you know what? contestive beast too. This is the difference, him and Blakey. He's smart. He's got he's got a really 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 switched on footy brain. Yeah, he always makes the right choice. He, you know, goes down and gets the ball, gets up immediately, ready to handball. He, he had score involvement, you know. So he, he's a talented player. Can't believe North didn't get him. Thrilled we've got him. But if if he plays on the weekend, which I, I believe he will, and it might be the week after that he's, um, 
rested, I think he could he could go ballistic. Yeah, and I think with Buddy playing this week too, you know that just draws focus, right? And you know they've got probably one of probably the best intercept marker of the past couple of years, Nick Haynes. You know, two time All Australian. I think when you've got someone like Buddy in that forward line, attracting as much attention as he does. You know, as we saw on the weekend, he still attracts two or three blokes and still beats them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This, this is where my frustration with the SCG comes because it's so cramped in there that yeah. you can't take advantage of that. It, on, on a bigger ground, on an MCG, you can be worlds apart and you, but he will attract one or, you know, two or potentially three opponents and that yeah. leaves somebody, you know, completely open. Um and that I imagine will happen again. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's very. They don't have Phil Davis at the moment. Sorry. No. Nah, yeah, he's done a calf. Yeah, right. Four to four to six weeks or something like that. So oh, he'll be focusing on the media career in that that's time. It. I would have thought. Yeah, and I think Haynes. You know, he can't. He's not. Can't be everywhere. He's got to be pretty. Um, you know, aware of who he's playing on. He's not going to have the flexibility without having Phil Davis there. But that that's where they're sort of. You know. The keys lie to GWS. You've got Nick Haynes across halfback. You've got Toby Green up forward, sort of a little bit of midfield time to Callum Ward, Tim Taranto. That's sort of the core nucleus of what gets it done for G- GWS. They're the ones who got it done for him last week, and they're the ones we have to be aware of. And sort of, as you mentioned as well, Himmelberg and Finlayson um, not getting off the chain, where it's sort of that's the one spot we probably have the potential to be exposed is in that back six um, losing Rampy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree. I think Josh Kelly is another one that, again, you don't want him to get off the chain as well. Yeah, because, class, I mean, class player. You, you throw in Taranto and you've got Green there as well. I think we'll comfortably beat uh, Mumford in the ruck, which is good, so we should get first hands. Yeah, I don't know, reckon Mummy yes. will play this week. Yeah, I reckon yeah, the I young guy will come guy's back in. Thirty-five years old. Yeah, he's, I think he's specifically just brought in for Grundy. Wasn't he brought back as meant to be a coach? Well, he retired the the year before last. Yeah, had had the year off, got his body right because he had a crook foot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then they they re-signed him because they were lacking tools. Jeez, that's. And it got the job done on the weekend. Oh, bloody oath he did. Yeah. So, look, yeah, I, I'm not sure whether Mummy will play this weekend, but you'd sort of hope he did because he I think Hickey would have him... Um, for breakfast. A little bit of avocado on toast. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it'll be, it'll be again, if we go 5-0, and o, Debs. Huge. We're making finals. It's massive, man. Yeah, it's it's dead set, enormous, Debs. It's huge. Absolutely because huge, Because we're making, we're making finals. Now, I'm not going to go with the 10 goals, as I said last week. That was a little bit ambitious, maybe biting off a little bit more than you can chew, but all I can say is the result was still bang on. So we've got the four points. But I think the Swannies in a close one, overpower them late, four goals. Yeah, three or four goals three for mine. Four. But Logan McDonald to kick four. Yeah, nice. So you're giving him another week. Yeah, I'm giving him another I week. think he showed enough last week. And that's what I like is when things aren't going your way, you're still competing. Yep. You're still hitting you're packs. Your you're not dropping your head. It's a real team mentality, and I like, um, yeah, how he's I, going yeah, about it. I, just because of the injuries, I can't see them dropping him. Yeah, it's too much week. change. Yeah, yeah. you bang on. That's a really good point you make. You don't want to, like, change this good. Yeah. If there weren't, I would have yeah. said, said, yes, they'll race him, and then they'll bring him back for Gold Coast. But now I think... 
their, their hands been forced in a way. Yeah, maybe that going on that point, that's a reason why Blakey may keep his spot. Not that he probably deserves to be dropped, but yeah, I don't know. He's a funny one, and I, re- I reckon he's we'll, shitting me, Debs. He shits yeah, me every yeah, he, time. He's he annoying. Gets the ball. Yeah, it's annoying. Absolutely. But Swanee's by four goals for me, three goals for Mads. Let's move on to the rest of the games, Mads. Thursday night footy, which I think it could be the last or second last Thursday night game. Is that right? Yeah. After round six, I think there is no further. Why would they Thursday. do that? I think it's it's to do with people getting to the game or watching the oh, game. And post-work. you know what? It's bloody yeah. It's bloody cold. It starts to get very cold. Yeah. Sort of makes sense, but I do yeah. enjoy the Thursday night time slot at home. It, oh, it it's good. good. It's a good start to your your Friday as well. Absolutely. Having watched a bit of footy. Had a few frothies. Frothies. Or maybe a Grenache. Also, nah, not not midweek, mate. Not nah, midweek. Not on Thursday. It's a real weekend blend. Okay, yeah, right. absolutely, right, absolutely. Well, there St Kilda, go. Richmond, anyway, blockbuster. St Kilda found some form last week. I reckon Saints will win. So do I. It's I, at Mar- I, purely based on the fact that it's a marble and they'll have their tails up. Are the are the Tigers going to bounce back? They've lost two no, in a row no, now. See, that's what I'm saying. It's only based on. I reckon it'll be a great game. Yeah, but it's only based on the fact that it's Marvel. Yeah, I think that I think mm. they I think they they can win. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go against you actually. I'm I'm going to tip the Tigers. They've lost two in a row. They're pretty good against. They Port. should. They yeah. should. They should bounce back. Yeah, they were pretty good against Port last week, last Friday. Um, yeah, Tigers. Love them losing two in a row. Yeah, great. It's great to Pissed see. Off Hardwick. Yeah. My premiership down one in April. Yeah. All right, mate. Uh, yeah, I, not, I don't, I don't mind. Not, but, jeez, I love them losing. Yeah, it's good. They've won for a long time, so it's definitely good to see them. Uh, sitting at 2-2 two and two this year, West Coast, Collingwood, Friday night over in WA. <laughs> the Pies. Pies are under, under pressure, aren't they? Under some heat. What are the Pies? 2-1-3. and three. That's not good. 1-3, and three, the Pies. Nathan Buckley's had 10 years. Yep. Done nothing. Funny, there was an interesting call on SEN today about how Collingwood have probably been just slightly above par side. You know, if they're playing around a golf, they're maybe one under. And I would agree with that. Yeah, because you know they just got through that. What was it? Two thousand eighteen, when the uh, West Coast won the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got through the semi, uh, the prelim with Mason Cox playing his one good game in four years. That was huge, right? Got him through, and, and they were a kick away from um, you know winning winning a flag. But uh, besides that, they've only been like a just above average Daniel, team. Daniel, any other coach would be long gone. Yeah, but look, as we spoke about the other week, it is good to I think stick with your coach and hopefully you get the results. But I think Pies after the trade debacle last year, they're on the steep. Steep decline. It's just pure poor list management. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, West Coast, pretty good last week. Got the W, didn't they? They did get the W? Yes, they got the W. W over – where did they play? I can't even remember. It's it's bloody hard to go back that far, but I think West Coast get the job done um, Friday night, mate. They – oh, Sorry. No, West Coast lost. They to St Kilda. St Kilda, absolutely. Yeah. In emphatic fashion. Emphatic fashion, up by five goals and lost. I do remember that now. Good Lord. Um, we are losing at Devil. We are. Um, we've got – I still think West Coast will 
pump uh, Collingwood if they're the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll bounce back. Five goals. Yeah. Easily. Um, Western Bulldogs and the Suns. Suns. Bulldogs, comprehensive. Ten goals. At Marvel. Yeah. Jeez. Gold Coast injuries. Six bucks. Just haven't so been five. able to put it together. Nah. Doggies playing some good footy. Jeez, Isaac Rankin's a bit of a downhill scare, I reckon. Yeah. Doesn't stand up in the big games. Nah. Yeah. It's not um, a hard, hard ball learner. Nah. Just um, flashy. Flashy, very. Yeah, but Bulldogs are real deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. This seems that way. Every, every end of the... Every did they play finals last year? Yes, I they think, did. They I were think, yeah. first round. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they are huge all over the ground. Yep. Look at their forward line. Yeah. Josh Bruce is going bananas. Yeah, they got, they got power and then everywhere. You got, and then you've got um, Norton, who's a bit of a spud in some cases, but it's there. And you've got Bond kicking goals. Yeah. One, oh, sorry. Once again, listening to the footy shows, they, they, you do get a lot of information out of these shows, man. I know you're not a big fan, but... I've actually been, It's funny how when you're winning, you tend to watch them more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... The Bulldogs have the worst one-on-one marking percentage in the competition. So when the ball is going in quickly under no pressure in in their defence... Because Aaron Norton drops them all. Yeah, he's playing up forward. I'm talking about... Oh, you're talking... Yeah, their their backs have been beaten comprehensively one-on-one. Alex Keith, all those guys. Interesting. So they they are... You can definitely, um, you know, put that on display... That, that they are vulnerable up back. If it bleeds, we can kill it, table. Absolutely. Absolutely. But doggies still. Oh, comprehensively. They're, their midfield's unbelievable. Yeah, can be looking forward to playing, you know, a, a you know, premiership contender just to see where I we're wanna, at. I so badly want to take uh, that scalp. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, we owe them one. We owe them a few. We owe them a few, I'd say. I'll tell you what, I was up at the SCG when Johannesson kicked that goal after the siren or a minute, five seconds to go. Yeah. That was a killer too. Seen a couple of them, unfortunately. And he stole a normie. Normie. JPK. Absolutely. Disgrace. All right, we move on. We won't uh, dwell on that. Um, Brisbane and Essendon. Brisbane, Essendon. Uh, Don's starting to come good. Brisbane, maybe past it. I don't think they're past it. I just don't think, like, Lockie, Lockie Neal is playing about 10% of his potential. Oh, he's walking. He's, a, he's Crips from last year. Body's he reckons cooked. he's not injured. Oh, 100%. Well, he doesn't. He's, he's saying it's not the reason. But, he, yeah, he's just playing some shit footy. They are terribly inaccurate. They've got a pretty average forward line. Yeah. Yeah. Even with Joe Danaher. Yeah, look. And I think if, yeah, if you're going to get beaten, it'll be an Essendon team who would, would have come out of our game with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, geez, you nearly just got to go the Dons on their performance. Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going to go the Dons. Week. I'm going to go the Dons. Um, it's a real 50 And do you know game. what? I'll tip the Dons. Yeah. In all the comps, because I reckon I could get a sneaky one there. Yeah. I'm leading all my tipping competitions. Jeez, just that's not bad. Devil. That's not bad, Mads. Three clear on both. Lovely. Um, Carlton. Carlton. And Port Adelaide. And Port. 
Carlton have no business being $2.18 on this game for mine. No business. A bit short, you're saying? Or they should be shorter? They should be four bucks. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, fair dinkum. They beat the Gold Coast Suns by 11 points last week. Port Adelaide all day. All day. That's that's better the round. Lock it. Absolutely. Oakley Locksmith's lock of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Shout out. I love it, dude. (laughs) Port Adelaide, 100%. Yep. That is. That is. That's that's a new thing. So there's Devil's Diagnosis and Oakley Locksmith's Lock of the Round. Lock of the Round. Lock of the Round. Round week. Lock of the Week. Lock we'll, of the we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll, work t- that we'll out. take that offline. Absolutely. <laughs> Crows and Dockers. Crows and Dockers. Crowies. Keep Crow- it going. Crowies in form. Yeah. Geez, you were close with the uh, P Seedsman uh, three votes. I was. Started like a house you on did. fire and then sort of tailed out a little bit, had a good last quarter, but I was like, geez, Maz, nearly there. Absolutely. Thought it was good. He was, he was. Um, poor Melbourne had got their tails up. Damn. I love, to, love to see the Hawks beat Do you know Melbourne. what? I reckon they will. Yeah. That's the upset of the yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> upset of the week. Hawks to beat the Ds. I just... Don't like the D's. I just don't think they're the real deal yet. Yep. Geelong depleted last week. They're they're just just ticking along. Geelong. Um, they they have tried to purchase a premiership and it will not work. It never works. It never works. If they're all out there, you know, it's another story. But yeah, too many players to add into a machine. Too many parts and too many passengers. Yeah. For mine. Yeah. Few injuries there. I will give them that, but. No good, no good. And we move on to the Geelong but game. You, hold on, do you, yeah, do, do, you, do you think that they will beat North Melbourne? Because no. Yes. <laughs> that is, now, I said, I said Carlton was maybe a bit bit short. How much do you reckon North Melbourne play? <laughs> don't know. 12.50. Yeah. Yeah, they're shocking. Yeah, they're, yeah, no they're not good. good. Real bad. They're not good. It's bad a team as we've seen in the last three or four years. This North Melbourne. I would have said ten. Yeah, I was trying to be generous. Give them a little bit, but Geelong to bounce back. You'd hope so. Yeah, down at down at Kidinia Park Sunday afternoon. Oh, down the highway, Dable. Down the highway. It's a long trip down do there we, for the North Melbourne. Do we play them in the down the highway? Ah, uh, no, it's up in Sydney in a couple of weeks. Jeez, I would have. Um we it's always good to go down the highway. It would have been a nice venture down there. We 100%. could have gone down and done some content. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was Operating actually thinking heavily. about that. A bit of a, you know, True Bloods vlog. A yeah. day, a day with Deebs and Max. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it would get a few we views. Could, we could. Do you know what? We'll wait until there's hundred percent capacity, and then we'll just roam the standing rooms. Hundred percent. And pe- perhaps do an interstater. Hundred uh, percent. COVID, COVID permitting. Hundred percent. I reckon that'd be. A hey, laugh. this is good. This <laughs> I like in this, mate. It's just the brains trust. The boys are building. One hundred percent. We are building. But that just about wraps us up for this evening, Mads. This has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And as we finish every pod, Mads, speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies.